Welcome to Peaceside, the podcast of the 2018 Commonwealth Junior and Cadet Fencing Championships from Newcastle. I'm Sean Walton and I'm joined by Kareem Bashir and I'm back from my absence in Edinburgh and picking up all the action here in Newcastle. Turned. Yep, from my, my brief brief visit back home, uh, cast out by the family again and back down to back down to Newcastle. But good to be back. And uh, some great finals tonight. And I, I, what I felt was a, a real uh, noticeable difference, certainly in some of the weapons, between the cadets, which had looked, had looked great, and suddenly you get these bigger, badder junior athletes suddenly appearing on the piste. Yeah, the cadets are certainly impressive for sure. But uh, I think sort of by, by, by the nature of the fact that the cadets have improved so much, well, they, the juniors were cadets just you know a year ago, maybe two years ago, and they've progressed as well. So yeah, the, no. the, 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 the sport uh, is getting better at a younger age, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was, um, what did we have today? We had uh, junior men's foil. Yep. Uh, junior women's saber and junior women's epi. Uh, yeah, so first up we had uh, junior women's epi again. We we split our semi-final watching duties between the two pieces. I got the All England matchup between Alexandra Powell and uh, Laura Sheffield, which was uh, well, I got off to well, I hesitate to use the word cagey when describing almost any epi match because it is a little bit of a cliche, but I can't actually think of a much better description. Uh, Non-combativity after after a minute in the in the first period. Um, Sheffield got a couple of hits up and just gradually pulled away and looked pretty much in control of the fight all the way through. So, yeah, a fairly comfortable win, finishing up 15-9. You covering the other piece, what did you have there? Yeah, Jessica at uh, uh, Cower, the Indian, uh, up against uh, Alex Stewart, Scotland. Um, It it was an interesting one because, yeah, I agree with you, KG. It it was repeated verbatim over and over again, but it was a really slow and... uh, do you know what? It almost looked like neither fencer was actually prepared to risk anything at all for mm. a long period of time. He never got to non-combativity, um, but because the Indian like to, likes to draw the attack, yeah. she's pressing, pressing, pressing. But I think um, Stuart knew that there was never going to be an attack, so she was just taking her time to look for the right moment to go. She likes, she's very neat, she likes to go around the, the guard of the Scottish fencer, tries to hit on the, the, the forearm. And when she does attack, when she's going forward, so she's looking for the arm round in defence, and then when she does attack, she tries to do it off a beat. Uh, and in the end, it was um, it was close towards the end, but Stuart was in control and, right. and went through 15-13. Okay, so, yeah, I mean... In Epi, it's one of those ones where fifteen thirteen can actually be a very comfortable. You know, although the score is close, yeah. um, you, you can quite often feel that you know one fencer is is well in control of things, even though there's only yeah. a, a couple of hits gap. You could be what what seven five up, and, mm. the, and the rest of the hits are doubles. And, yes, and well in control. So yeah, it was yeah, it was very much one of those fifteen thirteens. Yeah. So Scotland England final always uh, good for a bit of noise in the crowd. Slightly smaller crowd, I think, with the departure of quite a lot of the cadet fencers today. Yeah. So that. Uh, well, you missed the busy days. I said earlier on that. Yeah, when where the, there was the cross overlap. Yeah. yeah, the crossover and it was wild on team cadet days. Really, yeah. a couple of days of the last night in, in particular, really, really crazy. But uh, yeah, it has thinned out. But there was still a bit of noise. England oh, yeah. Scotland's always oh, always a battle. It's always a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 
Alex Stewart would come into this as as the underdog, definitely the younger fencer, still a cadet, uh, didn't meddle in the cadet, so having a having a good day in the in the older age group. But I mean, she's got some form. But Laura Sheffield has a, a proper pred- pedigree, if you like, with uh, a bronze medal at the European Cadet Championships last season. So you know, she the more experienced, more successful, higher ranked fencer would be the the summary and uh, you know favorite favorite going in. Yeah, definitely, and and I think that. Um one of my one of my pet hates is when fencing commentators say you know they're very tall and of course what's the first thing i say you know, when we're commentating say she's very tall but the reason why i don't like it is, is there's no description usually after why that's relevant and why it's important but in fact both the fences are quite tall and what it meant was the distance was quite long there was no net advantage for one fence or another sheffield just a bit taller yeah but they both were comfortable at the distance early on in the fight mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, they have quite a lot of similarities in their fencing. They both move reasonably well without being massively explosive. Um, as you say, both both relatively tall. Both like to collect the blade. Yep. Um, both like long attacks. Yep. They like long attack. And uh, Sheffield, uh, well, notice I've seen, I've seen Laura Sheffield fence a, a number of times on, on the international circuit and, uh, and, and at the British Championships as well. And yeah. Oh, I noticed today, which perhaps I hadn't seen noticed before, she's got a very wide uh, sword arm. She mm-hmm. quite, comes from quite far out on the right hand side, which I think I don't think I've seen too much at senior level. I tend yeah. to keep it a little bit more tight because it's closer than to yeah, the opponent's tight. But she's pointing it in the right place. It just seemed it just seemed to be a bit a bit a bit wide, but it worked for her. It, it did, yeah. I mean, she she basically gradually stretched out a lead throughout the fight never a huge gap but a couple of hits at the end of the first period I think it was three hits at the end of the second period and gradually sort of pulled away I mean she looked in control of things and th- yeah largely all the time uh, I felt in the third period you know it was only a three hit gap it's uh, it's a significant gap but not totally insurmountable and I felt that perhaps Alex Stewart pushed to try and make up that deficit just a little bit too early yeah i totally agree with you i totally agree that she she did have to go at some point but she went within the first 45 seconds oh yeah even, uh, even quicker uh, i think yeah. and it was it was it seemed to be a bit too early and i think you may make a good point about it only being a couple of hits but if you think it, if you could look back on that fight now sheffield scored those hits at the end of each of the first and second periods mm. and i think that's quite a, a an important factor and people might not see so much in in epe and perhaps if they listen to this they they might now look at it and and make comment and whether you agree or disagree with me but you tend to see some of the top fences play it out in the first two minutes maybe even two and a half minutes and then they try and strike at the end of a period to go into that period with the lead yeah it has a psychological benefit to the leading athlete and the other athletes got to think about what they're going to do next Hmm. um so it's not just it's not just the score and the difference in the score it's when the hits are scored i think that's important and it forced uh, it forced uh, the scottish fencer to, to push out we both agree it was too early but um that just played straight into laura sheffield's hands yeah she finished it off um, pretty nicely as well some some nice flesh attacks on that slightly rushed preparation from from alex to 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 seal the what was the score in the end it was 59 it, in 59, the end 59 yeah, yeah. So, i mean as i say gradually sort of pulled away and uh, 59 is a comfortable win at epi and and deserved definitely good uh, des- oh yeah absolutely i don't, I don't think Commonwealth i don't think champion. anyone can can have a any grumble at all i'm not sure that anybody scored uh double figures against her you know throughout the day it was a, a pretty commanding performance of i would say yeah agreed excellent so on to a bit of men's foil uh 
Yeah, my weapon at some time, yours as well. Yep. Um, come to semi-finals, a lot of Englishmen in there. <laughs> yeah, full five made the yeah five fans. All, all the whole the full team in the, in the top eight. Um, three made it through. Two of them, I think, beating their teammates. Oh no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, um, Connor went up against uh, Connor Head went up against Sebastian Pally and beat him fifteen ten, uh, and Harry Bird uh, went up against uh, Dominic uh, De Almeida. That was in the actually De Almeida beat was, Bates in the quarterfinals, yeah. uh, fifteen thirteen, and then faced uh, Bird in the uh, in the semifinal. So there were two two English men in that semifinal guaranteed a silver medal for England. Um, I, I watched that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm probably seeing just a little bit more of Dominic fencing, mm-hmm. and maybe for that reason and that reason alone, I thought he was going to win it, uh, but he didn't. And I got to say, uh, brilliant strategy from uh, Harry Bird. Uh, he's coached by a mutual friend of ours, John Weeks. Yeah, hello, John. Yep. Good coaching. <laughs> um, and he he was he was nailing uh, Dion Mader on tax on prep. Throughout the whole fight, he yeah. didn't have to change, um, and you could see uh, a little bit of distress in Dominic's eyes because he was—I think he knew what he was doing wrong. He just couldn't find the distance to execute what he wanted to do. Yeah. And I felt for him because I think he—he's a really good fencer, Dominic Diamader. <laughs> I think he's the real deal. And if he carries on the way he's going, he's got a very, very bright international future. And I'm talking top level yeah. international future I agree I mean I was, I was slightly surprised by that result because um, likewise I'm a, a big Dominic Delmeda fan and uh, yeah again if you'd asked me at the start of the day who I thought would win he would be where my money was yeah I sort of, certainly thought he'd win that but Harry Fence brilliant perfect tactics uh, execution was brilliant and he won it quite comfortably uh, again like I said with these attacks on preparation really nice really neat uh, no flashy stuff uh, which sometimes you do see from Harry. Uh, and he, he nailed it, 15-9. Really good fight. Yeah, good win. Good win. Um, I was covering the second semi-final between uh, England's Connor Head and uh, Nicholas Holland of Canada, who we mentioned earlier in the week when he took a silver medal in the cadet men's foil, um, battling his way in amongst the the bigger boys uh, to make it through to the semi-finals uh, a fight that was pretty close in the early stages up to about 4-0 f- 5-4 6-4 very short injury break when um, uh, when Holland cut, cut a finger in his backhand quite a bit of attention and then after that it, it always looked more like he was struggling he was looking more to sort of break up what Connor Head was doing yeah. rather than doing anything hugely creative himself. So it was, you know, um, a, a mixture of defensive actions that, that seemed more distractive rather than something positive and hugely creative from his side. And and in the end, um, Connor, Connor worked it out, worked out the sort of various range of things that could happen when he started out and, uh, again, ran away with a, a fairly comfortable win at 15-9. So, you know, two, two good semi-finals, but no, you know, Neil... Waiting, edge of the seat sort of stuff from no. from either one of them. Not 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 massively from my one certainly, and it sounds like it's, it's the same for yours. Yeah, I mean once uh, once Connor got the hang of it, uh, stretched away and looked, looked comfortable in his win. Bit of a lack of experience, perhaps, from the cadet. Um, well, no, I'm not sure what more he could have done. To be honest, he was the 
slightly shorter fencer, less powerful, maybe a little less range technically, uh, and he looked like you know a younger fencer fencing a big kid, and. Well, he, he's, he, he's got a medal from the juniors, oh, so, absolutely. so yeah, not, yeah. not too bad. No, it's not, it's not really a criticism, but yeah, he he looked like he was giving his best shot and doing his best to um, make a mess of, of Connor's fencing, but couldn't, couldn't yeah. quite do it. Yeah, I'll have to look back on that one. I haven't seen it yet. It was, it was quite an interesting fight. And as I say, there was, there was loads of defensive variety from Holland, which I, I quite liked, but he couldn't quite get it all to work. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, a bright future, and you know, looking back, and he was a, a little unlucky, perhaps, not to to do a big big comeback in the final of the cadet. So, yeah, definitely, definitely one to keep an eye on. Well, he took out the number two seed. Let's not forget in the sixteen as well. So he took out uh, Katharissen uh, of India, who came through the pools stormingly. Oh. So he he's clearly got a future, bright future. And yeah. Canada are starting to make a look like they're making a bit of a comeback in men's foil. Yeah, haven't been on the scene for. A little while, um, and it looks like they may well be uh, producing a good crop of young men's foilers. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly a, a lot to be encouraged about from the, the Canadian side of things. But yeah, England, the, the big team today. So on to yeah. our all into our all England final with uh, Connor Head up against uh, uh, Harry Bird. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> um, it was a really commanding performance from Harry Bird. Yeah, I think he came out of the fight with Diameda, and that gave him such a lift that he was he won it comfortably against a fencer that you would probably say six times out of ten he might well lose to. Hmm. And so he came into the final, and I had a chat with some of the coaches beforehand. And I said, "Who do you fancy here? Who do you, who do you think is going to get?" And the, and the jury was split, almost fifty fifty. So, and and very confidently 50-50. You know, it was like, Harry Bird's going to win this. All the other half were, Connor Head's going to win this. So right. I kind of went into it going, I I don't really know. Like, I see their names a lot when I'm doing some reporting and stuff like that. And it's always, they're always the 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 higher ranked British fencers at competitions, whether it's here or abroad. Um, so I had no real idea. But Harry Bird was just, he was just the better fencer in the fight. Yeah, off. he did. He did boss it, didn't he? He uh, looked really sharp in the sort of ta- attacks on preparation that you, you talked about. That he'd shown in his fight against Dominic in the semi-final. Plenty of those in the final. Controlled the distance. Uh, made Connor's attacks fall short. Nice and controlled, making his own his own movements forward and, and finishing well. And Connor tried to, to vary things a little bit by pushing into the back of the piece to yes. take, that, take that option away from him, but. Uh, all that, all that it meant was that uh, Harry started to push a bit harder himself and, and take the fight back either into the middle of the piece or, or down Connor's end. And, yeah, I think uh, you said in commentary he was con- absolutely in control of the footwork. He was in control. It was the only moments when Connor Head was able to push him to the back line. And I don't think that even he, he would have come out with a 50-50 success there either. So when he got him to the place that we both agree he should have had uh, him to have a chance to take away that uh, that. Uh, use of distance as, as defence because he's pinned to the back line. Um, he didn't. He he just wasn't able to finish it. And I, 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 you know, again, both good fences. Um, be interested to have a word with Connor just just to see what what his thinking was. Whether there were some nerves. I mean, you know, hmm. these we keep saying these guys have done a great job of presenting this. But if you think about the the um, 
the mental side of the game, which is you're coming out onto the piece, music blaring, you're presented by the stadium PA, you, you know, to the whole crowd, and there's big cheers and all that kind of stuff. Then you've got the element of no coaches because it's two yeah, fences. So when it's going wrong and you're a bit nervous, maybe, and I don't know whether Connor was nervous, but mm. it just looked like he wasn't. Uh, executing his hits as, as well as he, he must be able to do to, to be able to have made the final. Yeah, yeah, and that's a fair point. I mean, we uh, we have been sort of, uh, justifiably, I think, glowing about the presentation. Brilliant. Unbelievably good. Uh, but the the kind of downside of that for, for some fences, certainly, is that that's um, a sudden exposure in front of a crowd in an unfamiliar situation. And that whole thing as well of not having a coach by peace side can be uh, very distracting for, for young fences if that's what they're they're used to having. Yeah, you go out to a final of a senior British Open, mm-hmm. which I'm sure these guys either have done already or certainly will do at some point in the very near future. And, you know, you're called out by the referee. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Here, anybody home? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the piece is marked with tape on a, on a basketball court rather than a yeah. raised podium. I mean, and lights and music. It's brilliant as a spectator. It's the way the sport should be presented, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. But... Very nerve-wracking for youngsters who may never have seen it before. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, one possible explanation, but the upshot was a comfortable Harry Bird win. 15-6. Yeah, and he finished with a big showboating, leaping flick to the middle of the back as well. And we have been talking about that yeah. uh, delightfully in commentary. That uh, yeah. I, I think you suggested that Harry, Harry liked a, a, a bit of a showboating hit every now and again. and uh, Or... or I can't remember how it came up, but anyway, yeah. there was a perfect demonstration for the finishing. Hit. Yeah, dynamite. He describes himself as oh, his, yes, on his that bio. Was a, yeah, his bio. I mean, it was a dynamite hit to finish with. Yeah, I think that what I've been told, and, and you know, I am repeating. I'm not going to name names. So I've been told that there's sometimes that there can be an element, uh, and I, you know, I, maybe I was guilty of this a little bit when I was fencing, um, of a bit more style, style over substance, mm-hmm. and uh, that we didn't see any. Of sh- no showboating at all from Harry Bird in the final until that last hit, and it was a brilliant hit. It was yeah. good to watch, <laughs> superb to watch. Do do when you're fourteen six up exactly. and feeling pretty comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that congratulations was- to him, but also to John Weeks. Well done, John. Really, really proud of you, mate. Good work, John. So on to our our final event of the day, uh, which produced a couple of absolutely fantastic fights, and uh, as a way to finish the day, it was. Superb. So let's quickly talk through our, our semi-finals first of all, because there was one one beauty in there. Yeah, I think I should go first because uh, you you had a, the humdinger. I had uh, Beth Taylor uh, fencing for Northern Ireland against Shreya Arnold, and I think uh, he was fencing for England. Shreya, I think, was clear favourite. Yes, but and 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 she won comfortably. So I mean, there's not really too much to talk about there. She won fifteen six. Um, she. Uh, I think she did, what she did in the fight in technical terms was she took advantage of the speed of Taylor. Taylor was coming way too fast, and Anna right. was just too experienced. She was just she was able to handle it very, very simply, um, and and she did come away with a very, a very, very comfortable win. Good for her going into the final. Yeah, nice, easy, quick fight, which did mean I got to see some of yours. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. What I do want to say is I spoke to Mike Westgate, another mutual friend of ours, yeah. uh, great guy, been on the scene for a long time. He was on the scene when I was fencing. Yes, and, absolutely. And he just a brilliant guy, doing great work in Northern Ireland to keep fencing going, I think, really. To a large part, yeah. Um, and uh, he was delighted. He, you know, and I love seeing Mike when he's happy. He was really happy about the not only the the result, but the performance. They were targeting 
best case scenario of a 16. So to come away from a Commonwealth Championships, yeah. uh, Beth Taylor with a bronze medal, happy days. But, you know, I just wanted to make that note that, you know, that, that, that whilst it was a, 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 a very simple win for Anil, uh, Taylor performed brilliantly and, and they were uh, deservedly uh, delighted with, with the result. But yeah. your one, I turned around when it finished because mine was over in minutes, the seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I turned around and I was like, I'd seen the score a bit earlier on and I was like, how's that happened? I'll yeah. leave it to you to describe though because it sounds like it was a brilliant one to watch. It was. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the first first pers- part of the fight looked really straightforward. Um, Sophia Potter looked well in control of things, really. I mean, she she was 8-4 up at the, at the break, uh, hitting with, uh, well... More or less, whatever she wanted. Not not quite as straightforward as that, but you know, plenty of variety in there, and she looked well in control of things. And at that stage, couldn't see anything other than her winning. But um, Hassan Precor of India, her opponent in this one, um, stuck in. You know, she wasn't giving it away. She followed peace side instructions really well, which were yeah, pretty well constant throughout the fight, mm-hmm. not just in the minute break. Um, Adapted really well, you know the whole rock paper scissors game of of saber of you know predicting what's coming next yeah. from the opponent. She played absolutely brilliantly, adapted from hit to hit, clawed it back. So you know there was a gap of four hits, five hits, I think maybe at one point, and she just kept eating away at it with this. There was nothing hugely exciting about what she did. Some nice parry repost, but there was mm. no, there was no big hits to suddenly draw back into the fight but it was just nibbling away at this lead until getting towards the end of the fight and it's and it's 13 all mm-hmm. and suddenly the fight is right back in the mix yeah and Potter scores the 14th her 14th hit I think she's got this back again levels at 14 all and um, a core attack to finish it to take a 15-14 it's a you know, fantastic fight not particularly from a technical point of view but this just sheer determination and sticking in and finding a solution to, to a problem which at the halfway point looked, you know, insurmountable. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really interesting because, I, I, like I said, I picked that fight up with maybe eight hits to go, six hits to go mm-hmm. in total. And the thing that immediately struck me is that the Indian fencer, it looked to me like the Indian fencer knew what Potter was going to do. Carol knew what Potter was going to do. Yeah. And so... We talk about rock, paper, scissors, and, and some surprise do, don't mind that as a description. Others <laughs> absolutely hate it. But it, it's, it's, <laughs> well, I'll do my bit to wind up surprise. <laughs> but I'll explain why the, the description is used. Rock, paper, scissors isn't a game of chance. It's about recognising patterns of behaviour from your opponent. And that that is what Core and our coach did absolutely brilliantly. And that's that what I saw. I saw that it looked to me like, knew what she was going or what her opponent was going to do was yeah. ready for it uh, and uh, executed six of the eight last hits I saw perfectly so if you know the pattern of the fencer then it's you know you're going to win that game of rock paper yeah scissors. game's easy all of a sudden yeah so uh, yeah I, look, I only saw the end I mean I snuck up and had a little look at what the score was at the halfway stage and I was like oh that's, that's easy peasy <laughs> there's going to be two English fences in the final again and yeah. uh, and then I turned around at the end of miles like oh, what it was brilliant uh, so uh, you got the best one there. I did. I did. I got the. I drew the. I drew the long throw for that one. You did. Yeah, well, well pleased with it. Which took us on to um, an England India final. Shreyanil against uh, 
Now I'm gonna I'm gonna practice my pronunciation. Has some pre core. Sounds Sound about right? right. Sounds about right to me. Good, because I've, I've largely avoided having to do any difficult pronunciation <laughs> during during the live feed. I've left, left it entirely to, to you. So, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got to try harder, I realise. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy because some of the names come out, you don't even get the whole name on the score sheet. You know, so you don't actually know which actually, is the first it, or second. It was worse the other day when we had uh, fencers with double-barreled surnames, yeah. which don't don't. Yeah, so you struggled with uh, Robbins Wilkinson, didn't you? <laughs> I, I did. I think I gave her. Um, I usually got, I got the first bit right because that was what's on screen. <laughs> but almost every surname ending with W um, appeared in, in my attempts to get her name right. Uh, for, which I, for which I just I can only apologise. But you know, it's not deliberate. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah, it's, it, it does make uh, life interesting. People don't realise that you know when you sit in the commentary box and you just get the piece of paper two minutes before you go live, and you've got you know uh, four hundred and fifty syllable name to pronounce <laughs> and you know you've only got one choice but to work try and work out which one is the last one last name of family name and, so, and, yeah we'll go with and, that yeah or i'm going to shorten that to uh, well everybody knows them as <laughs> what i'm about to make up yes, yes. <laughs> that's their name now forever <laughs> they were the final was uh you, you got the semi-final lucky you it was brilliant to watch but the final at least as tasty it was at least as delicious to uh, consume it was a brilliant fight I think it was actually an even better fight um, not just because it was a final and it's sort of you know bigger you know more stuff at stake yeah. but uh, I think it was a higher technical standard there was more more variety more um, big hits without being flashy hits yeah and yeah. It was all about the preparation, wasn't it? Well, it was not the preparation. I'm not allowed to say preparation. It's over. It was all about the setup for the hits. So the cow had this uh, very slow first step, like almost completely unsaber-like. Even even for a slow saber step, it was slow. Uh, and Anor had something similar, and she actually had slightly smaller steps off the line, so she could get in two steps very quickly. Uh, and at the start of the fight, I mean, the Indian fence just wiped the floor with Anor. Absolutely yep. <laughs> destroyed her. And it was all with this slow first step. Yeah, she did look like she just couldn't work it out. You know, she tried a variety of things and none of them quite seemed to to work for her. And in I mean well into the fight, uh, of course a long way up. I mean, we're talking what? Eight, four, I think it was at the break. Yeah. And I think, I, I think it, it stretched out further after Ten, it. five, I think. Yeah, I was thinking point. a five, five hit lead at, at yeah, one stage. Yeah, ten, five. Um, and again, it, was, it wasn't it was an immediate switch and it wasn't as a an, as a result of the minute break. No. But it was about a fencer working it out. Now, before we give our relatively inexpert Sabre opinion, I'm going to go to the interview that I did because I, I stayed behind watch medal ceremony, sitting in the call room and called Shreya Anil, having freshly collected her medal. So she was good enough to tell me what her thought process was on the fight. And here's what she had to say. Shreya, congratulations on your win. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, super exciting final. Uh, quite a long way down at one stage. What, what was happening in the early part of the fight? Yeah, I think early on, um, I mean, I had spoken to a few people and they had said, watch out for her preparations in the middle. She's quite strong in the middle. So I think I was very overly cautious on that. And because of that, I was doing a lot of silly things, like my hand was coming back. So it was much easier for her to get those hits. Um, and I knew what I needed to do in my head, but it was frustrating because I wasn't doing that. But um, I think after the break, I kind of calmed down for a moment and 
thought about, okay, I do want to do this. I'm not going to give up now. Take it hit by hit. Don't do those things and just kind of build it back up. I became less focused on the points and the score and just focus on the actions that were going on. And I think that helped. Was there a, a specific change in, in tactic that allowed you to, to get back into the fight? I think I was just more, I was just trying to go with my hand and feet together um, because as it was, my feet was going too quick and my hand was coming back. So she, it created the opportunity for her to find that hit in the middle. So I, I just wanted to make sure I was sharp with my hand and feet in the middle so that those things weren't, she couldn't do that. Um, and once I did that, it made me like find the rhythm of the fight better and kind of change the hits that were going on a bit. So it's good. When it, when it got close to the finish line, did you, did you feel that sort of mounting excitement when you, you nearly there or were you, you still kind of fully focused on the, the task in hand? I think when it got to about 13, I had in the back of my head two hits that I wanted to do that I knew I could set up. And I was at that point, I was just like in my head, I was like, no, this is going to happen. I'm going to get these hits. I had absolutely no fear at that point, And I was like, just do it and just see what happens and just do the action right and be decisive. And I did it and it worked out. So I guess. <laughs> yeah. So those last two hits, a distance trap in the parry repost to finish the fight off with two, two cracking hits to, to round it off. <laughs> no, it was good. I, I didn't expect it, but I thought just put everything into it and just fence your best and it worked out okay so I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I certainly did I thoroughly enjoyed the performance today it was uh, certainly my highlight of the day Karim usually asks me in the commentary what was your highlight and uh, that would have uh, that would have definitely been it for me it was a fantastic performance I really enjoyed it thank you so much and thank you for this I had a good time well that saves us a lot of guesswork <laughs> it does but I will say one thing Sean what was mighty impressive apart from the the, the tactical and technical changes made was the, the the mindset that she took to get to claw that deficit back uh and and to, to execute what she now believed was the right thing to do yeah to hold it together and be so composed for such a young athlete on a podium at the commonwealth finals was at least as impressive as her fencing uh so you know many congratulations to her she did a cower on cower yeah, exactly. Yeah, turn turn things around. Uh, to be honest, uh, I, I was waiting in the call room when the the athletes were were waiting to go out to be presented with their with their medals, and I I felt really sorry for for Cor who she wasn't in tears, but she was you know she was kind of sitting on her own. Obviously, all the the home nation fencers all knew each yeah. other, and it was all chatty and. You know, she'd come so close to winning yeah. what would have been a really well-deserved gold yes, medal, yes. and it took an exceptional performance from from Shreya to turn it around and take take that away from her. But, um, but I, I hope that I hope that she wakes up tomorrow thinking, "I did a massive comeback. I was super smart with it. I really gave my best shot in the final." I think you're right. I think that that whole thing, and it's horrible to see that one that you know, there's been, there's been a few fences in tears here, uh, and you do. Get, I mean, you get that senior level. I see it at yeah. you know, senior level quite regularly. Uh, but it's particularly difficult to handle losses, especially if you're so far ahead. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't witness that myself. But like you say, raw now, and hopefully tomorrow she'll wake up and see the silver medal on a bedside table and go, you know what, that's not bad. And India again, showing that they are a hot prospect for sure. Yeah, very much so. Um, when we spoke last night at the end of day four, um, I hadn't looked at the medals table after the after the cadet events had finished. Now, 
England, perhaps predictably, are are in the lead, and I can't remember how many many medals they have collected. A lot, a lot is yeah, it's a, it's a big number. Yeah. But India in second in the medals table with Brilliant. seven seven medals after the cadets Brilliant. and another silver added today. Uh, they really are England, the strongest team, but India, without doubt, for me, the the talking point of the championship. Yeah, yeah, so far, definitely. And hey, you know, hats off to Scotland. I've spoken to a few of the coaches, uh, Donnie McKenzie, the four coach, and uh, I had a long chat with him today. You guys have um, outperformed expectations by the sounds of things. Um, you, not Maybe not as many medals as you've won previously, hmm. but certainly from what Donnie was saying, that um, more than was expected so far. And some uh, unusual unusual results, good in a good way yeah. for Scotland, that weren't expected. So some bonus medals. So hard for a Welshman to say this, but hats off to Scotland so far. <laughs> well done. Come on, Wales. <laughs> sure, sure, your day will come. Maybe it's maybe it's going to be tomorrow. Well, I hope so. I hope to see. I hope to see some Welsh. But I ma- managed today for the first time in the championships actually get to go and watch uh, some of the Welsh fences fencing. You know, a bit bit more time on the individual days and not yeah. so frantic as the first couple of days where we're running around making sure everything's working. Yes, that's uh, right. It's just plugged yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, it was really good today to actually get to see. Some of the Welsh fencing and support some of uh, my compatriots. Um, had a couple of difficult ones because uh, India were facing Wales and I'm, I'm uh, split down the middle there. So yeah. um, I do tend to support Wales, sorry, India, but only because I fence for them myself. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. I'm, I'm sure they'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to find out if they're, if they're uh, looking at forming a veterans team, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I swore I would never, <laughs> never, never, never do it. Never doing veterans fencing. <laughs> Almost um, certainly very wise. <laughs> so I, th- I think that about wraps it up for our our chat about uh, day five of the championship. It's been another really good one. I mean, thoroughly enjoying being back in in amongst the in amongst the action. And I've yeah, got to ask you. I've got to ask you, mate. Oh, uh, <laughs> commentary. Come on. Uh huh. You know, you've done a few days of it, and you've had a break, and you come back and done another day. Enjoying it, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> oh, really? You don't well, no, sound like. All oh, right, okay. Well, no. Um, I'm kind of constantly aware that I might say something extremely foolish, which uh, because I know that quite a lot of people are listening to the to the live stream will rib me mercilessly for. But your friends already are doing that on Facebook. Not too much, actually. <laughs> not, not as much as I expected. I, maybe they're just sitting at home going, oh, I can't say anything about this. this is messaging the worst each thing. other. This is, yeah, that's right. Have you heard what you said that time? Yeah, maybe. I'm just I'm trying not to think about it. But yeah, I, do, I find it nerve-wracking. And uh, while I've, I've spent a, a huge amount of time talking about fencing, either just chatting about fencing or occasionally having it recorded uh, over the last couple of years with the, with the fencing podcast... There is a very different feel to doing it as a commentary. You're having to actually describe, well, not describe the action, but add something to what the people can see. Yes. So I'm super aware of, um, I don't need to say, this is what happened in this hit. No. If I don't have anything um, interesting or something, you know, something to point out that it's a great hit or it's exciting or something that has some context, then I do tend to be quiet. Which I think that's, that's good. That's good. I think a lot of people. But that's my sort of uh, yeah commentary philosophy uh, as it is. And know. I think that the pictures speak for themselves a lot of the time. And I think that one of the things that I've learned over the years, and I've had the fortune of working with proper professional <laughs> commentators, <laughs> which uh, does help. Uh, that there there are a few. Uh, you know, it's a trade. It's a skill. 
definitely you 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 have to know your subject matter which clearly you do so that's good uh, but talking about what's coming up rather than what's just happened i mm-hmm. think is the key to it and an explanation of um, what what's what needs to happen for something to change yeah i've got to say mate I, i'm thoroughly enjoying working with you it's really good to have someone who who knows the sport and also to have someone who Quite rightly, was critical of uh, of commentary at some points. Mine, I've, I've occasionally, yeah. yes, and, <laughs> and, and, which is fine. You know, I I definitely wasn't the best, and still not. You know, but I try to try to get better. But I think to have an appreciation of the seeing it from the 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 mic side is 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 really good, and you know, where a lot of people might complain and some of them quite rightly you know sometimes you know my, my saber calls are not are not the best i hopefully have got better but uh to see it from that mic side i think gives an insight that perhaps a lot of people who sit on their keyboards and complain yeah will never ever get yes quite right too <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have had either but uh yeah yeah as i say uh Interesting rather than enjoyable would be probably how I would uh, describe it. It doesn't come across that way. You sound very good. Oh, well, thank you very much, you old flatterer. <laughs> so anyway, enough of this nonsense. Don't forget to follow the championships on all the social media options. We're, we're on Facebook and Instagram and um Oh, Twitter, yeah. I keep forgetting Twitter because I don't like well, Twitter very much. And YouTube, well, yeah, no, who does? Uh, and YouTube, of course, the, the the videos are posted immediately. There, there was actually, there's a technical point here, there was, there were a couple of videos that were taken down mm. uh, yesterday uh, because the YouTube bots picked up the live music in the venue. Yeah, so you get uh, they, pinged they, for a copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah so, uh, but we will put those up at some point. Um, we'll just, I just need some time to get them off the hard drive and... and turn the sound down when the music's on and then and then repost it on youtube but they will they will be up at some point maybe after my holiday right <laughs> okay so don't hold your breath folks right i think uh that's that's us done for the day uh another early start for me tomorrow because i've got uh, a couple of fencers competing i need to be there to, to keep an eye on and um is there anything you don't do coach commentate interviews uh, podcast I'm sure there must be some, yeah, there's a number of things, but most of them are things that are not that enjoyable. That's why I don't do them. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, back for more Fencing Action bright and early tomorrow, right through to the, the death in the commentary box. A li- perhaps a literal death if I, uh, uh, if I don't come up with something interesting to see. Yeah, uh, no, I'm sure you will. It'd be brilliant. Right, till next time. Thanks very much. Good night.